Hey there, brick and mortar business owners. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode where we are going to talk all about teams. Chances are you have some people helping you out. And we have a great guest today who's going to share all the knowledge in regarding teams and making sure you get the right people in the right spots on your team. Before we dive in though, I have your PSA, which is to take your latest post on social if you do social or go to your camera roll and find something about your business and take it to your Google business profile. Don't know what I mean by that? You need to grab my Google business profile workshop. It is completely free and is for you so that you can be found, liked, and trusted faster. Google has this great platform that so many business owners do not take advantage of, and it is completely free. So when people need your products and services, you guys, they are going to want it now. They are not going to wait a week. They are not going to think about it. If the, if the faucet is leaking, they need to find the plumber and we need you to be found. So grab my Google business profile workshop by going to msmelissarose.com forward slash deals. And that is where you can click the link for Google workshop or any of the other offerings that I have for you and watch it. It's about 35 minutes and you can speed me up and I sound way smarter when you speed me up. So that's my tip to you. Another thing I wanted to share with you is that I am going to be speaking here in the Twin Cities at Hopkins High School on January 27th and 28th. This is a workshop for visibility geared for studio owners and dance teachers, but of course you can come too. If you show up, we will gladly welcome you. So if you are wanting some tips, tools, and strategies on how to be the only option in town, or I've heard me on the podcast and want to come say hi, I'm going to be over at Hopkins High School this weekend, January 27th and 28th. I will be speaking at 10 a.m. all about getting your business, your brick and mortar business to be the only option in town in your industry. I'm going to go through a little bit of my Google workshop, but also some other things and some strategies that I am using in my business right now to help you in yours. So I would love to see you at Innovate Pro. I have the link here in the bio so that you can sign up for your spot. All right, everybody. Today we have Jamie Van Kike, the owner and lead strategist of Growing Your Team. Jamie helps small business owners become confident leaders who hire the right person every single time. What does that sound like? That sounds amazing, right? (laughs) Hiring the right person every single time. Our biggest overhead, y'all, is payroll. Besides the rent and the utilities, it is payroll. And we want to make sure we are getting the right people in our business who stay, right? We invest in them. We want them to stick around. But we also talk a lot about uh, turnover because some of us hire younger teams, restaurant owners, small boutiques downtown. I hire a younger team and there is turnover with with that. So we also talk about that on the podcast, which I think is very interesting. But we also talk about if you're ready to open up a second location, what to think about and how to do that. Jamie comes from a corporate background where she hired and helped teams hire as well, but now she has her own business and I'm so excited for you all to learn from her. So without further ado, let's welcome Jamie on the podcast. You've put your blood, sweat, and tears into creating a storefront that lights you up, serves your clients well, and contributes significantly to the community you love. You are my hero, and I affectionately call you a rebel woman. Hey there, my name is Melissa Rose, a brick and mortar business owner with a handful of kiddos and a few passion projects that I head up like this one. I'm also your visibility coach and consultant for a service-based business like yours. 
I'm passionate about helping small business owners thrive in their community and become the only option in town for their industry. In this podcast, we're going to share the nitty gritty of running a successful brick and mortar business by sharing stories, talking strategies, and learning practical tips to run a kick-ass business. Ready to be inspired, empowered, and equipped to create the small business of your dreams? Let's get real. All right, Jamie Van Kuyk, thank you so much for being on the Brick and Mortar Visibility Podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me today. I am doing great. Wonderful. So tell, um, you got to tell everybody where you're from because you are not local. I am not. I am actually located in St. Petersburg, Florida. So while it is a chilly winter day right now for us, it is still 57 degrees out. So <laughs> way different than what you were saying that you're experiencing up uh, up north, Melissa. Oh, that's too funny because you are wearing a sweater. So that's just... <laughs> wearing a sweater with the heat's on. So I'm to go to bed this morning. Wonderful. So we are going to talk all about building, building, growing, um, team, all things team today. Um, and some unique, unique things that we as brick and mortar businesses have to deal with growing a team and building a team and hiring a team and firing a team and all that fun stuff. Before we dive in though, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an interesting story. So I'll give you the really short cliff notes version of it. I came from corporate leadership. I worked for an international marketing company in the operations leadership department, loved my job, but always wanted to run my own business. So the opportunity came where it was like, all right, all the cards are falling in place. And my husband and I started the software development company we had always talked about starting. Wow. He was still working as nine to five. I went full in, full on into it. Six months later, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm miserable. I can't do this anymore. Like, I love technology. I absolutely hate being on this side of the technology and being in these conversations and everything. Not for me. So we made the decision to close that business. But I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to go back to corporate yet because seeing this idea didn't work out. I feared that if I went back to corporate, I would never get up the nerve to leave again. That I would always have that it didn't work last time. It's not going to work this time. So I was like, I need a little bit to kind of figure out something else. And during that time, I did a little bit of consulting with the company that I had left, realized I loved consulting. I said, okay, well, I'm going to consult. I'm going to consult for corporate clients because corporate world is what I know. But what should I actually pitch? What should my packages be? What type of consultant am I? So I started going to chamber events, hoping to speak with corporate people and everything, also build my network in the corporate space, learn about their pain points, and then kind of connect it to, okay, I can do that. No, I can't do that. All right, this Mm -hmm. is my niche. This is what I can help with based on what people needed. At those events, I kept finding myself speaking to small business owners. In St. Petersburg, Florida, we are a really big small business community. You go through our downtown, unlike most downtowns, it's almost all small business shops and restaurants and things like that. We're very much local. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some corporate companies that have their satellite offices in our towers, but it's not like most cities. Like We are a small business community for the most part. And so I was like, all right, not exactly who I want to be working with, but I'm just going to have the conversations anyway, because I'm sure they're having pain points they're probably similar to what corporate companies are having of their pain points. And what I kept hearing over and over again was the number one pain point was hiring and getting the Mm -hmm. right people on their teams. Mm -hmm. And then as the conversation would go on, typically they would end up saying, well, you want to do consulting, you want to do leadership stuff. Well, can you help me with this? Because hiring is a leadership problem. And at first I kept saying, no, 
no, I'm not working with small businesses. I'm working with corporate clients, but I'll find you somebody. I'll find somebody that can help you. And I couldn't find anyone that was helping small businesses with hiring. Yeah. People would say they were helping small businesses with hiring, but what they meant by small businesses was companies with 50 plus employees, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. yes, technically by definition, that's still a small business, but very different than a company that has one, two, 10 employees. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they were helping with hiring, it'd be part of a whole leadership package or business consulting package. And it was just one little component of it. And it wasn't what they needed when they needed it. Mm -hmm. So finally I said, all right, I actually have a lot of hiring experience from corporate. I helped hire for my team. I helped hire for other people's team because I had the time. I learned the nuances. I worked with HR on a few extra projects, side projects. So it's like, I actually know a lot about this. Small businesses need this help. They need Mm -hmm. this knowledge. And while a small business operates differently, the core of hiring is hiring. How to find good people Mm -hmm. is the same no matter what size business. I'm going to start teaching small business owners how to hire. And so that was back in 2018. So since then, I've been teaching small businesses how to hire. And we also help with some full service recruiting for when our clients say, that is great. I understand it, but I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> then there comes to be that. Yes, absolutely. So as a small brick and mortar business owner myself, I am super excited about this conversation because um, I can't do it myself. And many of us do have a help it's just not help in the way maybe corporate or that full-time w, uh, W-2 full benefits type package is. That's the goal, but many of us aren't there yet. So well, I want to dive right into that. Um, this is going to be a little therapy, not therapy, but consulting for Melissa here. So Sounds I good. have a lot of um, younger team members, and I know a lot of brick-and-mortar businesses, uh, restaurants and boutiques and you know your, your little cute shops downtown. They have high school and college kids working as well as the store owner and maybe some other people during the day. So that's a lot of part-time work. So how do um, we know going into it, they're probably not going to stick around. Okay. So how do we navigate that? Like give us some tips and tools there to help us. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the things to think about there is first off, as you said, because the, the age group that you're hiring, because of what else they have going on in their life, they're not going to stay around. And so it's how do you get ahead of that? So if you're hiring college students or you're hiring high school students that are there for the summer, you know there comes a time where they're most likely going to be turning in their notice because they're moving on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so you don't wait until they turn in their notice to start filling their position and getting that next person on. You know, because you look at that seasonality of when these people are in to say, all right, I have these people for the summer. I need to start thinking for the next season. I know, and this isn't, a, this isn't a small company, but this is something that happened to us as a customer. We were going to a local water park and we just happened to be there right after the high schools went back and they had 50% of the staff that they needed because they didn't plan far enough ahead to say, this is the first week of public schools being back in session. So all our high schoolers that worked for us are not going to be able to work for us. They might still be able to work for us on the weekends, but not Mm -hmm. during the week. And as a customer, we're like, why didn't you plan for this? This isn't the first summer that ever existed in the the Mm -hmm. time you've been open. So it's like, how do you proactively plan for those natural cycles of things? The other thing to think about is, one, when you work with people of that age, 
there's going to be some lack of professional maturity. So occasionally you're going to have the person that calls out. You're going to have the person that just gets, gets mad and they don't turn and notice and they're just like, I'm done. You're going to have the person that maybe you're just fed up with and you're going to have to fire. So it's like, how do you almost in a way be overstaffed? The good thing, and this is actually what someone, what someone taught me back when I was a college student working at restaurants, is he said he liked working with college students because in a lot of ways, they were working for extra cash, not to really be mm. able to afford everything in life. So if mm. one week we worked four hours and the next week we're like, I'm working eight hours because that's what you're asking of me, it was fine. Where a lot of times adults, it's like, no, 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 I need my hours. Do not fluctuate my hours. My hours need to stay. And this is when I need to work because I need to go pick up kids or things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I could in some ways be overstaffed because I could say, all right, one week you get more hours, the next mm -hmm. week you get more hours. But if I need more from you this week, chances are you're going to have the flexibility to give me those hours. So it's almost how can you be overstaffed and then use that overstaffness to fill in the puzzle and fill in the gaps that you need? Because a lot of times that younger workforce can do it, especially at times on weekends, in evenings, mm -hmm. over the summer, in things where it's like if you're during the day, weekday staff are t tend to be people that want that more mm -hmm. concrete hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Um, I know it, in my business, as I've had my brick and mortar longer and continues to go, it's, it's nice to have that depth. And even though um, you leave or life season takes you out of my business, I still have you in my Rolodex to, oh my gosh, I just dated myself, y'all. Um, <laughs> I still have you in my back pocket, my my uh, my phone here. So I can say, hey, do you want to pick up an hour, uh, pick up a, a substitute time or do you, we have a birthday party? Can you fill it? You know, are you interested? Um, and that's going back to systems and all that stuff, y'all. So I just, um, that's a big thing to, it's a, it's a luxury to have that depth you know, and to yeah. be able to have call on people there. I want to talk to you about, you did a podcast on your podcast. Um, tell everybody about that too, um, about motivating your current team to, yes. to like embellish you out. Like I am a yes. big advocate of making like, how can I get my team? I, I keep telling them, you guys have star quality. Okay. Um, I'm a dance studio. So if you are teaching that camp, it, I will promote the camp and put your face on that camp because you have star power. Um, sometimes they're good about it. Sometimes not some, honestly, they're good about it. My team is great. But um, like, how do we, what are some things that we can do to get them to be invested in the growth of our business? Because when our business grows, we can give them more. Yes. Yeah. So my podcast is the Growing Your Team podcast with Jamie Van Kike. We put out weekly episodes, so you can go and catch some of those. And uh, actually, I think it's this week as we're recording this, one of the episodes that we had come out was kind of what's in it for me. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about motivating your employees, but this week was definitely one of them where what's in it for your what's in it for your employees. And one of the things that's important is you have these goals as business owners. You have what you want to achieve and how you want your business to go. But a lot of times employees say, well, that's great. If I put in the hard work and help you achieve your goals, what do I get out of it? And the promise of just continuing to get a paycheck or continuing to have a job doesn't do things for a lot of people. Yeah, sometimes there's people out there that are motivated by stability, but that's not a lot of people. So it's a lot of people. It's like, what, what do I get? 
And so one of the things you want to do when it comes to motivating your staff is really understand your staff as individuals. You mentioned that kind of star power. Like, I'm, you do really well. I'm going to put you out there. And chances are you own a dance studio. Dancers are, are used to being on stage. They like that. But at the same time, some people might be like, but I don't, I don't want my face out there. So you telling mm-hmm. me that's what you're going to do for me, I could be like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't want that. But when you talk to your employees and you really find out what motivates them, you can then help them see how these goals are achieved. This is what you get out of them. And then making sure you're doing the, this is what you get out of them portion of it. So some people are motivated by that stability. Some people are motivated by recognition. Some people are motivated by advancements. Some people are motivated by financial reasons and Mm -hmm. things like that. So really finding out what is their motivation can help you rally them behind your goals, can Mm -hmm. help them see why these things are important versus the studio is going to grow and me as a business owner, I'm going to make more money. Yeah. And then possibly require you to do more work as a result. Right. So how do you, because there are some laws or rules in the interview process about limiting what you can, um, I'm talking about assessments and stuff like that. So how do you suggest like finding those um, points or when do we find those points or trigger points or currency to know what motivates our team? Yeah. So some of that you have to ask yourself for the win in the process is, is there some things that you're going to be like, I can't do that. So if there's some things where you're like, that's not possible for my business or my personality or things like that, then you really want to bring it up front into the interview process. And I'll tell you in a minute, like how you can do that. Otherwise that getting to know your employees and what motivate but baiting them happens when they're your employee. You should always be having conversations and finding out what are their goals? What are their ambitions? Have their goals changed? So if you're working with high schoolers in the dance industry, someone might tell you at one point in time, my goal is I want to own my own studio. My goal is to get in college and be on a dance team. My goal is to go dance professionally. You know, there's all those different things in the industry that they could be doing. And if you know that, then you can help motivate them and help them see how doing this can help them achieve those goals or things like that. Oh, I'm going to send you with the team to this competition. And there's people there that you can see there's instructors and famous people that you're going to be able to go network with or Mm -hmm. things like that. So there's ways you can help motivate them around that. Or if other people are saying, listen, I love dance. It's a passion because this was me. I danced my entire life. It was a passion it was never going to be a career. So if you're telling me, oh, here's how you can succeed for your career. No, not going to do it. I'm going to put my heart all in on the stage right now, but it's not my career. So how can you help me and motivate me for those other things as well? So it's about knowing your team and getting to know them and everything there. But like I said, there's some times where you need to know it up front in the process because some people aren't going to fit in with your organization. Mm -hmm. And Just to give one example about this is sometimes as small businesses, we know based on our goals, we know based on our industry and things like that, that even if we grow, that growth is going to be at a pace where there's not that much room for upward mobility in our organization. Mm -hmm. We might grow a number of people on our team, but we're going to grow out as a team versus growing up as a team for a while. So 
if that is something that you know about your organization, if a person's motivation is that upward mobility, so getting promotions and things like that, you know that you're never going to be able to provide that. So how is that person going to get that upward mobility? By leaving your organization and going somewhere else. (laughs) And there's times where you're going to hire that person anyway, because you say, hey, you're so amazing. You fit everything else I need. If I only have you for a year, I know you're going to do great things for me Mm -hmm. for this year, but then I'm going to be okay if you move on elsewhere. Where other times you're going to be like, I need someone who wants to be around here for the long haul. So I want to understand their goals and everything during that interview process. So that way I can identify if it's not the right fit. Or there's sometimes other things just based on your personality as an individual, you know, certain things aren't going to be a right fit. Certain personalities aren't going to be a right fit. And we want to pull that out in the interview process. So that way you don't have a challenge of managing somebody that's always going to be a challenge for you to manage. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we can ask certain questions during the interview process. Sometimes it's basic is what are your goals? Sometimes it's, you know, especially if you're working with the, I would say the older group of job seekers, where it's not those college students, the high school students that are ebbing and flowing, but the people that are really looking for permanent stability and they've had jobs before, you can ask questions of why are you looking for a new opportunity? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there they'll tell you. Sometimes I hear a lot is there was, there was no opportunity for growth in my organization. And I felt like I gave them all that I could give them and I needed a new challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then do they recognize that we're a small business? There might not be a lot of opportunity for growth. I can't guarantee growth. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee possibly learning and expanding, but upward mobility and growth can't guarantee that. Yeah. Um, Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Um, And I, so how do you help business owners? So I'm hearing these questions and my mind is wheeling and I always like, Ooh, so what are, what is, what do you do? Do you come in for like a, Explain your work process with business owners, please. Sorry. Yeah. So we help mostly, well, we pretty much help 100% in the hiring and figuring out the teams that you need and the people that you need in those positions. We do this in a few different ways, depending on where you are. So the one place that we will come in is if you're like, I know I need to expand my team, but I don't know what positions I need. I don't know what to delegate or things like that. We'll come in and help you figure out, okay, this is what your future team should look like. These are the positions you should hire for now and things like that. So you make sure you have the right places on your team and that you're hiring in the right order. Right. Um, so it could That's be, you need deal. this today. Yeah. Do this today because it's going to give you the best ROI. Six months from now, add this other, te- other mm-hmm. team member. So we'll help you figure out that. But if you know, or if we go through that, you're like, okay, this is the position that I need. We then help make sure you have everything prepared to find the person. So with all our other packages, our hiring packages, we start off with what we call our hiring kickoff call, where we help you define who your idea candidate is. So we go, we take you through a bunch of questions to really determine not just what this person is going to do, but how they're going to fit into your organization. What's going to be the difference between you being happy with this person six months down the road and not happy with their performance six months down the road. So we, we dive into a whole bunch of questions to really pull out, here's your idea candidate. We then create the hiring strategy from that point. And the hiring strategy we create and how it's used is a little different depending on each package. We, we do one where we create that hiring strategy. The core of the hiring strategy is a job post that's written to speak directly to your idea candidate. 
and the interview questions that you will use to, during your interview process. So with our one package, we write all that for you. You then go and take it and execute it 100% on your own and find your idea team member. The other way we do is a, is a consulting package. We're there holding your hands, answering your questions and everything throughout the entire process. And then the final one is our full service recruiting. So after we create that hiring mm-hmm. strategy, we take the hard work off your plate. We mm-hmm. post the job. We review the candidates that come in. We complete the first round interviews. And then we help coordinate the final round interviews with you and help you make your decision. Okay. So what is that big mistake that business owners are doing that you're like, oh my gosh, please don't do that. This is what's, well, why? This is why I exist. Yeah. So I would say the number one mistake is they're just like, I need help. And they haven't spent the time to really figure out what type of help they need. Yeah. Or they might know I need someone to do these tasks, but they don't figure out what it means for those tasks to be done in their organization. So it could be as simple as, well, I need an assistant that's proactive. Well, what does proactive mean in your organization? You know, I'm, some people say I need an assistant. Okay, well, what is this assistant actually doing? What are their day-to-day tasks? What are their responsibilities? How are you going to measure if that person's doing their job or not? Because a lot of people will start a lot of times with assistants or things like that. And an assistant in my company is going to look completely different than an assistant in your company. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. just like, I need help. And they say, I'll figure out the details later. Just give me a body. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you do that, you get the wrong body. Mm-hmm. So they might be great at what they do, but they're not right for you. Mm-hmm. I used to do some business coaching before I did SEO consulting. And that was the biggest thing is we're all overwhelmed. We need help. We, we're not going to lie. We need help. It's just where to put that person. And a lot of times we maybe find the right person. They're just on the wrong seat. And, and what we thought they were good at isn't we're making the person fit the role versus the role fit the person. And right. That's the hardest part, you know, and, and, um, I thankfully have a lot of, uh, ebb and flow with my team and the fact that, um, every year we relook at schedules and relook like, what do you really want to do? Are you still good? Are you, you know, and checking in with that, like what they're doing. Um, I would say with that, like one thing is it's a saying that you hear in corporate a lot is just get these people on the bus and you could find the right seat. But in a small business, that doesn't always work because you might be in a two-seater convertible. There's only one other seat other than you. That's a great analogy. That is so true. That is so true. So you, as much as you like, this person's amazing. I would love to have them on my team. Yeah. Like it, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like there's no possibility that they're ever going to fit, but they're still amazing. But let them be amazing in a role that is right for them instead of trying to cram them into your business where neither one of you is going to be happy in the long run. Yeah. Can we just talk a little bit um, about that second location? You Okay, you have a team. Things are thriving. Things are great. And now you want to open a second location and duplicate that. How does that happen? How do you help us with the team there? Yes. Yeah, so this is a question that I get a lot because – your business is going great. It's growing. But typically at this point in time, people are still really involved day to day in that first location. Even if there's 
some days a week they can step away, probably still 80% of the time they're there. And they feel like they need to be there at least 80% of the time Mm. in order for things to function. So then you're sitting there saying, how can I be in two places at once? And the simple answer is you can't. I've seen people open two locations and then run one of their locations some days of the week and the other location another day of the week. And it's like, yeah, well, you're serving another market, but you're also stopping all this like part of the services you were giving your previous market. So mm-hmm. that really doesn't work in growth. Like, yeah, you're serving two markets, but your revenue is probably staying roughly the same. And now you have additional expenses because you're in two locations. So you, when you go to open a second location, you want both businesses, business locations to be able to thrive at the same time without you having to be there. Mm-hmm. And so it really comes down to hiring someone to run one of your locations, to be that manager in charge. They're not the CEO of that location. That's still you. You're still the business owner, but they are the person in charge. They are your second in command for that location. And it doesn't mean you never show up to that location, but it means that if there's problems, they have the authority to handle those problems and they know when problems need to be escalated to you. They they are able to do the internal operations for that location up until the safeguards and stuff that you put in place. And the best way to prepare for that is to hire that person before you move on to that other location. Mm -hmm. So that way you can train them. Mm -hmm. You can slowly get yourself out of there to then even be able to go have the meetings and start scouting for those second place to be Mm -hmm. hiring for that other team. Because as you go to open that second location, it's going to take a lot of your time. So if you Mm -hmm. already have someone running and being that manager of your current place, you're then able to do that. And sometimes I've seen businesses where they flop it They hire that person, train them in the one location, and then move them to the second location, and that business owner stays in charge of the original location. Mm -hmm. So it's really getting that second in command to help you, to support you. It doesn't mean you step away completely. Mm -hmm. You are still overseeing it, but you're overseeing it at a higher level. You're overseeing it at that, that place where you're kind of looking at the data or you're getting that upward feedback versus having to be hands on. And I can't help but think um, the the investment quality or the, I'm saying this wrong, but the person that you're molding and building and mentoring into that second location, now they have some invested interest in it because they've seen it grow and, and build and get yeah. there versus just hiring somebody cold to come in and, and do that and teach them yeah. the ropes. So um, I like that better. I like when we can show people the process and the journey and, and show them a little bit of the sweat and tears and all the stuff that goes into it. They, they do appreciate it. I, I just think of my team, my amazing team that's been with me and um, they've seen it grow literally, literally from my house to the commercial space. So it's really fun yep. to see that. And, and yeah. they're loyal. And it's like one of those things that you have to think about is even if you're not ready to open that location yet financially, you know, you want to, you can still start preparing for it. Because what happens if all of a sudden you're sick and you can't go in for a week Mm -hmm. or a family member gets injured and you have to shift your focus to take care of that person? How do the lights stay on? What are the processes and procedures of who's in charge of making decisions and what what decisions are they allowed to make if all of a sudden you're not available? Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. you know, if we think about it, these last few years with, with COVID, there were times where all of a sudden some people had to be out of the office unexpectedly for a week or two weeks. Or I know for me personally, there were some family issues that went on this last year where I had to make the decision of, okay, my family needs me. I can't be in my business these days. And when you're set up and you're prepared ahead of time, the ship keeps going without you. And it doesn't mean it for, runs forever without you, but it can survive based on the safeguards that you put in place, based on the authority that you are ready to delegate, even temporarily when it's needed. And when you start doing that and you start trusting your team more, you're then more comfortable when it comes to having to hire or promote someone to be this manager so that way you can completely be in that second location. Mm-hmm. Trust. Love it. Love it. Love it. This was helpful. Um, I love the talking through the younger team, you know, navigating that younger team and being prepared for it and the depth that we have. Thank you so much. So um, how can people, you mentioned the podcast, but please shout that out again and where people can best find you. Yeah. So the podcast, once again, it's the Growing Your Team podcast with Jamie Van Kuyk. And it's available on all major podcasting platforms or over at growingyourteam.com. The best ways to get in touch with me, I'll give you the top two, is you can follow me on Instagram at growingyourteam or head on over to growingyourteam.com. And like I said, you can access the podcast there, see our other free resources. We do have a product shop for the do-it-yourselfers. And uh, you can see about all the services that we offer. Awesome. This is really helpful. Um, as brick and mortar business owners, that uh, it's it's one thing to get your product and service out there. It's another thing to have that store open and thriving and you not be in there physically. And we need team to do that. So um, I hope this was helpful. And if you are in need of Jamie's resources, please reach out to her. I'm sure she will be thrilled to help guide you and uh, navigate you into the best possible decision for you. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jamie, for your time. Thank you, Melissa. All right, everybody. We will see you here same time, same place next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Oh my goodness, you are still here. You are so awesome. So here's what you're going to do. Number one, you're going to click that follow button so that you can get the latest episode of Brick and Mortar Visibility every week. Second, leave an honest rating on Apple iTunes. This is how more people can know about Brick and Mortar Visibility. And number three, come on over to Facebook into the Rebel Women Tribe. The link is in the bio. This is where I hang out and share with you every week the nitty gritty of running a studio business. I share with you the tips, tools, and strategies that are working right now in my business to help you in yours. It's real, it's raw, it's unfiltered, and it's fun. So come on over. I'd love to meet you.